Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Yo, yo, this your boy Flaw 700. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fresco. And we are the Podcast Brothers. And this is episode nine. Episode nine. 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 It's been about, what that makes this like two months and a half? Two, two months and, and one week. Yeah, if you want to be specific. Two months and one week. I ain't specific. We, almost three months. <laughs> it's not. It's two months and one week. Almost three. You got another three weeks before three It feels better months. if you say it that way. All right. <laughs> yeah, so we nine episodes deep, man. Yo, shout out to everybody who's been listening. Hey, shout yo, out to everybody checking my parents. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. off already. What's speaking up? Speaking of that. We got hit up in Kingston, Jamaica. What? Yeah. Damn! I cut last you off. week, last week it was China. This week is Jamaica, Kings, Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, Jamaica. Somebody rock with us out there. Shout out to you. Shout out to Kingston, Jamaica. I've been to Jamaica a couple times. Actually, it's fucking awesome as hell mm. out there. I went twice. I went to Montego Bay and Negril, I believe it was. That's what's up. Never been. Need to be though. Awesome places, man. So yeah, as I was saying before, I was really cut off as normal. It's cool though. I'm actually starting to accept it. But uh, shout out to everybody who been rocking with us, man. Shout out to everybody who followed the Twitter page. Shout out to everybody following me on Periscope right now while we live streaming. Shout out to everybody who leave comments on SoundCloud. Yo, check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Make sure y'all comment and leave reviews so your boys can hit the charts, make some noise. You know what I'm saying? Be up there with the heavy hitters because we on the way anyway. Just we want y'all to make it shit faster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, listen, man, where your Android users at, man? I'm always looking at the statistics. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say statistics. <laughs> yeah. I'm Just always say stats, bro. I'm, I'm looking at the stats. <laughs> <laughs> and it says <laughs> 97, if not 98% of the people that check us out are on Apple. Where's the Android users at, man? Huh? Maybe they're using SoundCloud. Might be. Maybe Might they're using be. SoundCloud. Might that be. Could be. Could be. I use I use Google Play myself. It's just something about it that, you know, when I get the subscription that says episode such and such is whatever podcast, brothers, it pops up right there on my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, look at us. I mean, it's cool because I count them all together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching, I'm promoting, but it's just when you want them iTunes, see, Google Play... They let you subscribe, but they don't let you review. They don't let you rate. Right, like, yeah, I think Google Play. It. I think Google Play is like a step behind. iTunes is where it's at because it actually lets the people interact by re- reviewing and leaving. You know, what I mean, a right. rating, and well, that and that allows iTunes to see who's like, actually popping. It's like a gift and a curse for uh, Android phones because at the same time, you're not just restricted to just Google Play. You have third-party apps and such that you can use that don't let you use reviews. Or it might let you use reviews. Maybe most of the people that leave reviews on SoundCloud are people that would use Google Play if it wasn't a monthly subscription. Do you know how many people I've hit up with an Android phone say, hey, you use Google Play? And they say, what's that? 
Wow. They don't even know what Google Play is. Wow. Because they too busy bootlegging you, their music. <laughs> if you got Google Play, you automatically get YouTube Red free. Don't know if y'all yeah. know that. But if yeah. you have Google Play and you subscribe to Google Play, you automatically get YouTube Red. If you don't know what YouTube Red is, YouTube Red will enable you to watch YouTubes even when you close out the app. But yo. So, yeah. And, so, do yourself a favor. Android users are too busy stealing Android users get everything for free. They don't understand getting something like, like paying nine ninety nine for music when I can just download it. Hey man, that's funny. Yo, I got a guest in. We have a guest in here today, man. It's been a homie since high school. You know what I'm saying? She's been around for a very long time. Very good person, man. We would like to welcome to episode nine of Podcast Brothers, Kendra. Hello. Our first, our first female guest. First female guest. Y'all been asking for a woman guest for a while. You know what I'm saying? We got one. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? You know, chilling and shit. You know, I'm good too. We all oh, good. Yeah. How yeah. are you? <laughs> she didn't say how are y'all. Yeah, how are you? Like I'm not, like my I'm bad, not sitting bad. right here. <laughs> it's all good. So what's up, Kendra? How you been, man? I'm pretty good. Just working. You know. Yeah. Usual. Don't I know it? The adult grind. Yeah. Don't I know it, man? So um. Before we get into today's main topic, I want to shoot some shit real quick. Yo, y'all ever been to a rap concert? Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You been to a rap concert? Um, the Roots Picnic count? I, 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 don't, um, I don't know. Yeah. They have rappers Maybe. there. I don't know. Maybe, I don't there's know. A pic, there's a Roots Picnic? Does yeah, a Roots that's, Picnic count as a rap concert? That's, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't think people go there to even pay attention to the music, honestly. If I, I just walk around and enjoy the festivities and the food. Like, I don't yeah, that's, that's, that's very sit there awkward. And, Cause are you eating or are you enjoying the roots? Which one? Uh, is no. say yeah. I was watching. Let's the just go with live performance music. for that one. Okay. Have let's you ever just... been to a live musical performance? Yeah. Let's yes. go with live performance. <laughs> let's do that. All right. I asked that question because uh, Friday, Friday night, me and my boy Nash, shout out my boy Nash, we went out to the uh, to the Wiz and Snoop concert at the Camden um, at the uh, BB BBNT Pavilion or Susquehanna Bank Center, whatever the hell it's called. And based off my experience there, I think I'm pretty much fucking done with rap concerts. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm done. Is that the video where everybody like the stage or the, yep, the, that, the yep. fans? So, so why are you done? Because like like a mishap happened. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't done because of that. Okay. I didn't even know that happened until the next morning. Oh, what? Oh, what? I had no. I was in the front row. So, and that shit happened. Because what happened was I was in the front row and they had the big stage right there, right? So, like halfway through the show. Halfway through Snoop and Wiz's performance, they uh they did like a pop up. It was like a stage in the middle of the crowd, like so the people way in the back could see and shit. Okay. So I guess when they came up that close, the people from the back came rushing up towards the rail and put too much pressure on the oh. rail, and oh, that's wow. and the shit collapsed and like forty five people fell and got hurt. But I was done way before that even fucking happened. Honestly, let me tell you why. Yo. Now, I'm sitting front row. I never sat front row at a concert before. I was pretty fucking excited. Janae Aika was first. I like Janae Aika's music. I like her music, but I think I'll stick to just listening to her sing through my headphones and speakers because she was pretty boring. She was pretty boring. Why are you mm. looking like that? I'm, I'm trying to get where you're going. That's all. She was boring. Continue your story. Okay. She was boring. Like, I like her music. Okay, yeah, but it's like, uh, I think she would have had somebody else on stage with her. I think it would have been way better. Whatever. So I wasn't really there to see her anyway. So I let the people who was there to see her enjoy their time. Then Kevin Gates came on. Oh, man. I don't know any of Kevin Gates' music, but honestly, 
I was impressed. You he was? can he can perform. Oh. If I if I would have kick known, anybody, no, <laughs> no, he didn't kick anybody. If he wanted to, he would literally. The stage was so high, like the only since I was front row, the only people in front of us were in the pit, and the pit was right in front of the stage. The, and he would have had to get down in the crowd to kick those motherfucking people because that's how high the stage was. Okay. But if I would have known more of his music, I just don't listen to Kevin Gates. If I'd have known the music, it would have been dope for him. That was he. He did a pretty good job. He was out there regular as hell. He had on gym shorts, a t-shirt, and flip flops, wow. sports sandals. He was chilling. But that's okay. Is it? No. I'm sorry. Shit. I don't like it either. <laughs> you, when you pay for something, I want you to look good. I want it to be a show. I don't want to pay for you when your house clothes. Got you. But yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you I understand up like that. You didn't care. Right. I understand like, that. You just, especially in say Camden, who cares about Camden? You know. And he come out in flip flops. I mean, I go to Camden like that too. So, I really, <laughs> but I don't really. I mean, I guess that's from a woman's perspective because you know. Yeah. I don't really give a shit with, as long as he wasn't naked. Like I don't give oh. a damn. You know that would have been a, that would have been bad overall. <laughs> but he was alright. So then Wiz comes out and Snoop comes out. My problem, my problem is with Snoop. Snoop was born. Oh. Snoop was very born. I can't really, like his hits that he performed. They was dope with like the first five ten minutes. After that. <laughs> He got so white. Hey, I'm going to tell you something that I noticed. Because when the video came on, and, you know, because Wiz and Snoop was on stage. Right. And before the, the, the stage collapsed, I'm looking at Snoop do you this lazy move? spin. You seen that? Yeah, I'm like, I said, he look old as hell. Like, look at this lazy spin. He got go, he can't he even barely spin turn around. Yo, I thought I was the only one that peeped nah, that. I said, I said, look at Snoop with his old I'm ass twirl. Like, Yo, look at this dude spinning. Like, why is he spinning like that? Old ass twirl. It, like, he really looked like he didn't want to be there. Ah, right, let me do this dance for these I had to watch yeah. the video two more times to actually see the stage collapse because I'm scratching my head at Snoop. Like, yo, son, like, what the? Wow. Why is you spinning Yo, like that? I man? swear, I swear to God, when I saw the video, <laughs> I saw that before I saw the people right, fall. Right. I was like, "What the fuck is Snoop doing?" <laughs> right. So, like Wiz, I'm a big Wiz fan. I, I like his music. So when he first came out, he performed "We Them Boys" and "Bake Sale." Right. Got the crowd all into it. Then he performed some old stuff. Like they were going back and forth. First Snoop came out, and then he'll do two or three. Then Wiz come out. Then they do two or three, and then they was like both on the stage at the same time. After, like, when they started performing their music together, I said, hey, yo, <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> I sat down. I sat down. I leaned back in my chair, and I was like, yo, this shit ain't for me no more. And there's so many. Yo, parents, do y'all watch? Do y'all uh, do y'all look in y'all kids' bags before they leave the house to go to, like, concerts? I swear it was, like, 11 and 12-year-olds in there. 11 and 12. Yo, yo, they looked like 11 and 12-year-olds. They was dressed like grown women. Most of the chicks mm. had on, like, the little, the little cut-off shorts with the riffles on the end. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they called. But, yo, they was mad young, yo, for, like, full lipstick, long weaves. It's like, yo, bitch, like, don't you got school tomorrow? It's, even though it's the summertime, like, you should still be going somewhere to read a book. Like, yeah. Hey, yo, as far as music performances go, I think I went to, like, one, like, a long time ago, Jay-Z. It was pretty dope, but... Back to live performances. When I went to go watch a basketball game, I'm sitting there thinking the it same wasn't thing. the same. As it's TV, like right? I would rather watch this at home. Yeah, like I don't feel it. Like right. the, the dunks, you don't even like you. T- and you, you barely notice you say, it. Yeah, and you sit back and you say, y- "Y'all get paid millions to do this? I don't right. see no energy." It's like you see more passion <laughs> on, on, on television, TV, yeah. right? 
I ain't really see it live, so I ain't really too big on going to the basketball games. But if I do go, it'll just be for the fact to say that I went to go see a certain individual play. Right. Like I would have loved to go see Kobe's last um last game. Oh man, in I would have I would have took somebody's arm off to go to that game <laughs> just to say I did it. But uh, but to actually say, hey man, let's go see a basketball game. I will probably enjoy it more at home. Yeah, and then. At basketball game. You been to a basketball game before, Kendra? Yes. Which one? Who do you go see play? I've seen a few. Uh, Miami Heat, Celtics, um, Phillies. Damn, where you go to see that I game? Mean, Miami um, or Boston? Sixers. No. Oh, well, I was to say, you balling. No, I seen some in Miami when I lived in Florida. Mm. And I saw some, well, you know, the, what's it, Sixers Stadium. You uh-huh. can see everything <laughs> What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the, uh, <laughs> shout out cheap. to the Sixers so, fans. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Where'd, when you was living in Florida, where'd you live at? In Orlando. Oh. Yeah. So you were a Miami Heat fan while you were living in Florida is what you're I saying, I was basically. a Miami Heat. No, I was a Dwayne Wade fan. I didn't fan. hear you say you went to any Orlando Magic games. No, I did not in. go to the Orlando, Orlando Magic games. I didn't really care I can them. imagine those tickets were pretty cheap, too. Probably the equivalent of what a Sixers ticket would I didn't cost. even think about it. Why not? Because I was being dumb, spending my money to get you to just Miami. Want, just say you wanted to go to Miami? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going Miami's to Miami. Where it's right. popping. Come on, Miami, I'm going to Miami. Orlando. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just saying, convenience-wise, like, it's it right there. It would have been convenient to just go down the street to the you, Orlando So Magic. you never came to see, you never went to see Miami play Orlando at the Orlando's? No. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to wait till y'all go to Miami. I ain't, that's funny as hell. I'm going to wait till y'all go to Miami to watch my own home team. <laughs> Meanwhile, play Orlando else. Arena's right across it's the street. Right across the damn street. Right. Yo, that's funny as hell. I never even thought about it. All right, that. so another reason why I was thoroughly disgusted at this concert. So, mind you, like I said, I'm sitting in front row. And this was Jan- Yuka was still on stage. And DJ Drama happens to walk past, right? He walks right past us, and he's talking to some people off like two, three rows behind us. I told my boy, I was like, yo, check drama out. He was like, nigga, they ain't fucking him, nigga. Like, mad aggressive. I'm like, damn, like, I got eyes. I can see him. That's DJ Drama. So we going back and forth for like two minutes, if it's him or not, whatever. So he makes his way back around, right, to walk back backstage. The dude who was sitting next to me, he was with his girl. He stopped Drama in his tracks, handed his girl his phone, and said, take this picture of me and Drama. I thought that was severely gay. I thought he was going to hand him a... Um a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have. You know, it wouldn't have strike me as weird if he would have did that as a opposed mixtape. to try to take a picture with him. Yo, drama. Check my music out. I thought that was really weird. Yo, what's worse, handing a celebrity your mixtape or taking a picture with him? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. Well, making your girl I'm take the say, picture. I'm gonna say take the picture. Well, who else is supposed to take the picture? She should have took they the picture took with him. Yeah, they could have all took a selfie. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did he? Intis- he I see your point. <laughs> I see your point. Like, it was mad weird. Like, he wanted to be in the picture too. Why he do that? Yo, I was mad as hell. I said, yo, my nigga, he ain't just do that. <laughs> so he ain't just stop this man cleaning his tracks and hand his girl his phone so he could pick, take a picture with drama. It was the heat of the moment. He yo, wasn't thinking. I'm upset because <laughs> I don't think that 45 likes he gonna get on that picture was worth embarrassing yourself in front of all those damn. First people. off, he's DJ Drama. Do anybody really know what he looks like? He's but like he's a really behind the scene DJ, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's really only he might get twenty seven likes right. off that picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> Granted, people don't know much. who he is. I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna take the picture and he's gonna tag DJ Drama, Drama name yep. all in it. You know all what I'm saying? Crazy. Front row at the concert with DJ Drama. Yo, he was there for four seconds, bro. <laughs> you weren't with him. He was there for four <laughs> flat seconds. I'm still mad at the Snoop Dogg spin, man. Like <laughs> it's over. Like. It's time to retire. I didn't even see that. Snoop Dogg. His, I put it on my Instagram page. 
page. Please go see it. Besides, <laughs> besides rapping, Snoop Dogg could dance. So it's no, he, ta- he can dance. He got a bop. He, he cool with it. Well, he move. got like a gangster dance. That he don't need to be spinning. <laughs> he don't need to be spinning. And if you see that spin that he did at that moment, you will agree. <laughs> That shit was bad, he yo. He took his sweet time. Yo, somebody need to meme that shit out that video. They need to put him in a wheelchair going in a circle the in that video. Like, spin. Yo, oh it, was, it was really that bad, yo. But, <laughs> and then I'm thinking like Snoop doing, he doing a uh, gangster party. He doing gin and juice. I'm like, bro, these motherfuckers in here is like 14. They don't right. know this shit. They don't know nothing about it. Why he got that mustache, though? You seen it? I ain't see it. You ain't see his mustache where it's just like a, a a butch. It just comes down like that. Like no no goatee. He's just a thick. Oh, mustache. just oh, I did see that. He had that for a minute, didn't he? I'm just saying. Why do you got <laughs> he got that cop stash, man? <laughs> you saying he got a girl beard, basically? Yeah, I, I just don't like it. <laughs> I just don't I never like really. It. I never. Yo, shout out to my brothers with big mustaches, man. They be getting on this and shit, but you know what I mean. The mustache is cool shout as long as you got something to connect it with. But if it's just out there by itself. Yeah, you might got to let that go, too. Like yeah, you might. I mean, you can make the same argument for niggas with full beards and no hair. No hair where? <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> oh, she didn't bad. get it. No. She, she like, didn't I, get it. Well, I didn't like it. Didn't it doesn't know. work. I got I it. It fucking worked for me. That's I think all it that matters. I think it was whack. Anyway, so yeah, all those experiences combined is pretty much why I'm, I feel like I'm done with rap con. No, wait. This is the main part. Yo, I got so mad. So Snoop on stage, he like, everybody say Snoop Dogg. And these motherfuckers are like, Snoop Dogg. I'm looking around like. I said every show, though. That's what they you do that. Them. They I, get them hype. They get you connected with how the does, crowd. How does, fuck that. How does me <laughs> screaming your name get us hype? But I get what you're saying. I paid money to see you. You say Snoop Dogg. You sing the song. <laughs> Nigga, I'm not screaming your fucking name. You I say hear. Snoop Dogg. But they I do that at every kind of yeah, concert. They, they get like crowd participation. Get people involved because you, they probably sleep. So what so if you Snoop? Wake them up. So what if Snoop told you to put your hands up and wave them from side to side? Would you, <laughs> you get mad too? It? it depends on the song he was performing <laughs> and how drunk I was. <laughs> it all depends on that a particular you mood at the like moment. This. Put your hands like this. I might, you know what I mean. I might get crunk real quick or some shit like that, but. I'm not chanting your name. Yeah, like, that's crazy. I am, you pay so much money to go see them, and they want you to do perform their music for you. <laughs> what about the artists who don't even rap their songs? They, Yo, let, they, they let, let the, the crowd do it. The crowd do it. No, they stop singing. They point the mic to the crowd and lay everybody. Because they tired. Man. You ain't know that. I'm Yo, just tired. Aren't you, break. To, aren't you supposed to work out when you before you do like performances, or if you on the road doing shows, or you dancing back and forth and rapping? I'm telling that the takes crowd breath control. I'm like, telling right. the crowd, shut up. This is my song. Let me sing my song. <laughs> so let's start rapping my song. They say, Yo. Nobody coming to this nigga concert. Cut the beat. Cut the beat. Cut the beat. Hey, yo, yo, listen up. This is my record. <laughs> don't sing along. You don't. All right, DJ. <laughs> Put it back on. I'm leaving. Hey, I'm yo, leaving. I'm never going to one of your concerts, though. I'm leaving. I, the whole purpose of me being here is to sing along. I'm right? walking, you seen the hand? I'm walking off. <laughs> don't <laughs> sing my song. You won't get paid then. And then you won't get booked for any more tours. You are done. Kevin too. Gates is out here kicking people on tour. He's still getting booked. Kevin, uh, well, that's a good point. That. I, 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 I was about to make an excuse for him, and that's a good point. And he kicking women. He beating women. Listen, yeah. he ain't got to worry about me going. Right. Yeah. Do you like, who would you go see in concert? Sugar. Rap? Anybody. Uh, J. Cole? Yeah, I fucks mm. with J. Cole. I, def- I think J. Cole would probably be like the last rap concert I'll probably ever go I see. I feel like it would be chill. Kendrick got a dope show, too. I don't know if I want to see Kendrick, though. Yeah, I, I like Kendrick's music, but I don't know if I would. Hey, you want to know something? And I'm, and I'm saying that y'all are doing this. 
But why can't people really love Cole and really love Kendrick? I've never seen that. Because they feel like that. it's an East and West Coast thing again. You like, you so? can't love Biggie and Pac. It's an issue. People crazy Jay-Z and Nas. Because cause, that was me. Like, J- but they're J- from the same area. Yeah, but Jay-Z's great. And then if you say, I like but Nas. But I like Nas, Nas, Nas as a lyricist better than Jay-Z. Jay-Z to me was more like commercial, cool, I'm a old thug now I'm cool. right but like, both of them can't be your favorite like you ever hear somebody say yes, Nas they can. And they're you different can't? they're different I, 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 never, I, I think they can but people, so people draw that comparison where it's either you like Cole or one Kendrick. or the other I always right. see that it's just like, like people Biggie talk about Cole just like Biggie and Pac it's right. like you like one and another they were two different really, people two right. different rappers yeah I, I just I, I just, like me personally I like Cole better I think Kendrick can rap his ass off like he's super dope but like his preference Music wise, I, I like, I, like Cole better I can too. relate to Cole more. I came on to Cole late because Jay Z had him doing commercial records and I wasn't feeling them, so I wasn't <laughs> listening to his album. Right. But right. his singles, I'm like, yo, this is trash. But when I listened to the mixtapes and the full albums, then I said, boom. But once again, I was already a Kendrick fan. Right. So that's just where I stand at it. Like, like I think Kendrick is dope. He's definitely one of the nice. I think Cole is too. But when I talk to other people, for some reason, they can't if, like you, both. if you put one up, you put the other down or vice versa. Yeah. But I think there's yeah. two. There's I don't I like Kendrick because I didn't know he was from California. Okay, that's why I like. Where you him. thought he was from? I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> random. But I like his like, well, style. Like, like St. Louis or some shit. Yeah, maybe somewhere somewhere <laughs> random. He so he sound like Nelly to you? No, not at all. <laughs> like Nobody sounds rats. like Nelly, right? Yo. but it, yeah, I just liked him because he. I didn't know he was a California. Was he from Compton, Compton or something? Yeah, yeah. And you think about like the game or any like Snoop Dogg. They all have a certain style. You can tell they're from yeah. the West Coast. That's why Kendrick works because he's able to not say like he's basically universal. Right. You can't really pinpoint where he's from unless you unless, unless he you, told you what well, you went with it. And, and and with Snoop and the gang, like they embrace like that gang banging lifestyle. Kendrick he talks about it, but he doesn't implicate himself as being like a gang banger. Yeah, he exactly. tries to put right. them together. So he he raps on like a broader scale than just like street shit. Shooting people up. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think. Like that's that why. song, the Black of the Berry. Like both that's of them. My song, yeah. Both of them. Kendrick and Cole both have records to where like. <laughs> They really do try to uplift their people. And that's kind of like what I was talking about last week with A with ASAP Rocky. Like, he wants to, like, don't talk about uplifting your people if you're not making that music. And I think J. Cole and Kendrick are definitely the leaders of hip-hop right now. It's just the fact that because they are, you're going to pick a side, Kendrick or Cole. I want to see that album. Like, I need them to do an album together, Kendrick and Cole. That would be crazy. That would be really cool. I would like to hear that. I would really love to hear that. Yeah. Yo, speaking of... Uh, the powers that be on the east and west coast. Hey, do y'all watch the TV show Power? Of course. Listen, I don't I've mean to toot my own horn. I've been waiting to <laughs> talk about this for a long time. I personally put everybody on the Power. You didn't put me on Power. I put everybody on you the didn't Power. Put me on I was power. the first one watching Power. <sighs> knew about it before it was coming out. But talk to me. Which one? Everybody about? knew about it before it was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the people started watching it. Talk to me. It's called promotion, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to me. What you want to talk about? Yo, so what do you think about uh, James St. Patrick, as he wants to be called? That's his name. Now is his name. It's, it's his been birth his name. name. Now is his right. name. Now is his name. Now is his name. That's his birth as name. He's attempted to reinvent himself. I think every man can any, change. Any grown man that says, yo, you're like 38 and you're telling your close, yo, call me James. It's like, now you're That's James. maturity. <sighs> That man don't want to be 40 at, with a... At with 38, a, calling somebody, introducing somebody you know in your whole life as your government name is growing up? At 38. I mean, it's just because the name is tied to something so negative. And if you're out in the street and you're like, oh, that's ghost. 
and it's a cop around. They know who they know the name. He goes. told that to he his. Going to jail. He told that to his wife. <laughs> because she want because <laughs> it wasn't a random guy. He told I don't that like shit to that his wife. She calls him ghost. Right. That's weird. Right. That's, that's weird as hell. Who did like, you marry? I'm not James call St. Patrick. My husband, his street name like oh right. Pinky. Like what? That's weird. As but hell. that's who she. That's oh, Pinky. I just I just Holy thought about shit. it. <laughs> 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 Who the hell you mess with named Pinky? Listen. Man, you, oh, man. That's that Florida life. Right? You got to call me James after that. Listen, don't call me Pinky. Yeah, don't call me Hey, hey look, look, girl, I told you right now, goddamn. My name is now James. You will not no longer refer to me as Pinky. You understand? But I'm just that's saying, funny. it's just like, you know, that's weird. I mean, but who does she grow up knowing, though? James. People can change. No, if but she well he if you're introduced but if, you're if somebody intru- if I intru- like if we just meeting right now and I tell you my name is Pablo and you I lead what? you to believe my name is Pablo until like two years later I go nah my name is my name is Fresco. No, but I you never, still gonna keep calling me Pablo. I never took street names even younger. Like if you tell me oh my, your name Pablo I'm like okay what's your mama name you like that's the way I was like I'm never Pablo. I'm never I was never okay with not knowing just, your real name. So if something happened I'm like oh I was with Pablo. They're going to look at him like I'm crazy. And, and, that's that's not saying, and that's not saying that she didn't meet him as James and then he turned into Ghost. Right, because they were young, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she met him as James and he said, listen, I'm going under. Call me Ghost. But she hood. She ride or die. So she going to be like, oh, my baby dad is Ghost. My husband is Ghost. Like, right. that's cool to her. Right. You're right. Yo, I don't like what the nigga's doing, man. Yo, first, <laughs> listen, first season. I don't like it. Season one, right? He went to his wife. And told her, I want out the business. And she told him, no, no. you're a drug dealer. That's what you're going to remain. Once she said that, she, she didn't lost. say that. What did she say? You exaggerate that, like a... No, she was she, like... That no. was, that's a direct quote? It's not. It's not. A little mixed up. But it's definitely, she said, no, you're not getting out the game. She wants the money. The club right. ain't making enough money for them him to not be a drug dealer, basically. Listen, listen, listen. So... Alright, him trying to get out the game, that's cool, right? But they had one conversation about him making a full time transition to the club, right? Mm-hmm. Just one conversation. Do y'all recall them talking about it any at any other point where it was like a back and forth like argument? No, because just that she one conversation. No. So what you gonna say? If your woman say no, then usually that means no, right? Conversation's over. Right, party done. I know what I gotta do now. <laughs> I gotta sling some more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, yo. I don't agree necessarily because at that same moment where he had that conversation with Tasha, he already had it in his mind. He was fucking with Angela. Was he? He was already gone. He back. He, I, I, I might be blurry. I don't know if he had he that conversation he with, with her. Angela yet. He, he got, a, he got, he got a phone yet. number though. He, he already got no, a phone number. No, he didn't. Yes, he, she saw him get her phone number. She saw him in the club. I think that was the first, or second episode of season one. He got her phone number. I in the don't. Club. I don't. I don't but recollect that. Don't mean that. he was like, oh, I'm going to leave my wife now. It was already It'd in his mind. He was James already with Angela. No, because it's like your first love, and you haven't seen them since what, like 18, and then they pop back up. You like, oh shit. No, is that you? Hell no. Yes, you are. Hey, what's up? Anything good? But that's good his story. No, but it's different. But that's like, it his was like story. a real love. It was like a real love, not like a puppy love. Like, oh, I used to fill her up in the back of the hallway. Like, no, not like that. Like, it was like thirteen. What the fuck kind of real love could oh that happen? Is that a? Is that a? <laughs> the fuck? Is that an accurate quote? Was they thirteen? <laughs> nope. Okay. No, I'm saying, but uh, okay. they were in fucking what? We don't know high they school. Were in what? High school. They were in high school. I assume he they met. Her. I assume they met like. 
eighth and ninth grade. No, well no, then you might be but wrong. But they grew up together. She always said they right. grew up together, so you don't know when they met. It's like Kendra, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I just placed them from in elementary a school. Point. You know, you had a girl from elementary school all the way up to high school that you flirt with or whatever, and then when you get old enough, you can have a real relationship. That's a lot of time. First of all, no man keeps like that's yes. like one in like oh. two billion. No, it happens. I don't even think it's two billion people here. Yeah, I need I need you to show me those motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't believe that shit. I need to see those people standing right in front of me. And say, yeah, we've we been to fucking school around. with a few. Realistically, been, no, I don't know anybody who's been messing around since elementary school. They like they flirt and stuff when they're little. That's it's beautiful. Different. If you've been messing around up. since middle school, and then you and date you grow, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I've known I know people like who've been messing around since high school. I'm not. I'm not but willing to go as far as they, elementary school. But I don't know what elementary school you went to. But the ones from my South Trenton part of the town that ended up going with us to Granville, they dated. How many for people a long are you time. talking about here? Because I got a feeling you talk about like two couples. No, I feel like it's like three or four. Seriously, it's a few. I mean, and that's just from my part of town. I mean, like, I don't know about anywhere else. That's great if that's the case, but I don't fucking believe it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to worry about Tommy, who don't want to lead a game. Oh my God, and that girl Holly. Oh my God, I don't fucking like Holly, but. She needs to die. Tommy, look. Wow. But listen, this is my thing, though. This is why all this bullshit is happening from ghosts leaving. You set up this network. You set up this empire, goddamn. Now everything is going to shit. Okay, and you handed it over. Yeah, right. I don't want it no more. Here you go. Have it. Handed it over to who? He tried to kill everybody. He didn't hand it over to Tommy. Tommy had to take it. He tried to kill everybody because he just didn't feel like there was a way out because Tasha told him no. And what did he tell Tommy? Take your money and start a business. He's trying to help Tommy. Right. That's all he did. Yo, I'm going to kill like, everybody. Tommy, take your money. This is your half of the money. Go legit. He knew that before. He knew Tommy didn't want to go legit way before but why, he did this. Tommy's shit. too old. Like you're saying 38, right. 40. Tommy's too old to be selling drugs. I'm sorry. Some things Everybody's too old to be selling drugs. But damn it, they no, knew it. No, When you don't have money. <laughs> they knew it. When you don't have but money. But when you got money, when, when you, you got the money, money, it's time to go. It's time. Right. Hey, man, look, I don't know what movie it was. I think it was a Robert De Niro movie, but, and I quote, he says, hey, man, told her quit for what? This the only life I know. But that's corny. You need to grow up and get another Everybody, life. Everybody, yeah, listen, you know how many, like, Mitch, you're paying for You know how, <laughs> that shit is real, yo. Like, I don't necessarily agree with it. I the game. <laughs> yo, I love the game. That's crazy. He's selling, like, magic bird and one of them niggas. But, no, that shit is real. Like, niggas really don't know how to step outside themselves and do something different. I'm not advocating for it, but it's really what it is. I understand that, but you got to really find a new is. comfort zone. Listen. You got to find a new comfort zone. All right. Zone. Even, even if that's true, even if that's true, right, Ghost left his whole family because he wanted to own a club with this with this Puerto Rican thing. He didn't want to own a club with her. She she understood where he wanted to go going forward. Tasha wanted him to still sling <laughs> Talk drugs. Talk about it. Talk about it. So he's like, I, in order for me to she move on, it. I got to right. let you go. Right. And that's, it sucks. So you don't that's think, his wife. You don't but you got to, people you don't, not moving on, but you, you got to cut him off. if he wouldn't have just went ahead and did the club anyway, she wouldn't have went on board? He she, had to she was screwing Sean. She didn't care. She uh, was only screwing Sean because he was fucking She Angela. was screwing Sean because she was getting the attention. Yeah. It wasn't even about Angela. He you was hold on. Yeah. Hold on. It was all about Angela. No, he was fucking. He was fucking Angela for a minute before he started fucking Sean. But she didn't even know that. Her fucking Sean was fucked up. I'm not saying I wasn't fucked up. When he told her to leave the club, I think he had some business to handle, and she went. No, she found out. She found out. She started fucking with. She That's started when fucking she with Sean. Up. She started actually fucking Sean after he found. After she found out, Ghost took Angela. When to y'all listening to this podcast, when y'all listening to this podcast, y'all let us know who did what first. Was Ghost messing with Angela first, or was what's her name, Keisha? 
messing around with um, Sean. Like, who? What happened first? Y'all got to let us know. No, Keisha smashed Sean first. Keisha and Sean smashed first. Yeah. What's your point? Then what's your point? What you mean? What's my point? I'm talking about ghosts. My, I'm not talking about nothing with Sean. No, but the whole but reason why. But she smashed why. the driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, she smashed the driver, but that was His only nephew. because of how ghosts is moving. You smashed the driver. It's Yo, over. we all know women will dig deep to hurt your ass back, man. But you're telling me that ghosts. But it wasn't for her. But you're telling me ghosts broke up the family. It was because I just want to do something. And he doing him, so I'm going to do me. You're telling me ghost broke up the family. That's your argument. But you're telling, but now you're telling me that she smashed the driver. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> hey, for every, ra- for every reaction, there's a reaction, man. For every action, there's a reaction, man. Right, so. So, she was, so, so, so ghost fucking with Angela. Hold on, I ain't on the mic. Hold up. So, so ghost fucking with Angela, right? Mm-hmm. So what? So what's Tasha supposed to do? She got three kids in the Take crib. Take care of her kids. Go somewhere and sit down. Why can't ghost do that? He could do that, too. Listen. But he was handling business. Angela comes speaking that Spanish to him, and he like, oh, I remember how it felt, and he liked the feeling. I remember how it felt. <laughs> when does Ghost have time to sit like down, man? like 20 years ago. But she's the, always the one that supported him when he wanted to do positive stuff. When she left that right. for 18 years. How was she always she supporting him? She went to college. No, her pops, <laughs> her pops moved her ass away. She was gone for like 18 right. years. How was college. she always she supporting him? She didn't leave him. She went to college. She had a career. Way. He said it. He said, you never called me for my birthday. I had the same number. Okay, that's that's cr- bull crap, okay? That's just you, what you want to say to, oh, my feelings hurt. Whatever. All that is doesn't matter. <laughs> no, all right. So as you paint the, hold on. As you paint the picture, Tasha. hold on. He as you paint the picture. Three whole kids. She as, had no kids or a husband. She had a little boy. As you paint the picture, right? Mm-hmm. So you saying everything was just supposed to go back to, so you got to have that initial conversation. It's like, yo, after not seeing you for 18 years, it's like, yo, where the fuck have you been? Like, why didn't you? Okay, but oh, he didn't. Hold the, God, God okay, damn it, go my ahead. pet peeve is itching. You fucking with me? <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> so after that initial conversation, yo, why the hell you just up and leave after all that time? I had the same phone number. You ain't called. You knew the number. We used to talk all the time. Why you ain't call me? That's not a conversation that needs to be had at that point? Or that's not something you say to that person? He's running game. That's just petty? He's running game. That's petty? No, like, I would generally, I would want to know. Like, why? Does it matter why you didn't call me when I turned 20? (laughs) Yeah, it matters. So does it matter? If If they so in love... If they so in love, yeah, it does matter now because she could fuck it up and leave again. You didn't call me on my twenty fifth birthday. Hey man, you ain't call me. You <laughs> never sent, You never mailed that <laughs> right. birthday card. All right, and I'm fucking mad at you for that. Get shit. over it. Where's my birthday card? Listen, y'all can paint the picture however y'all want. I don't like what the nigga Ghost is doing, man. I understand why he's doing it, but who the hell kills a whole drug scene and keeps conducting business in that same city? That's stupid. No, yeah, I thought that them. was kind of crazy. That's stupid. But I thought he killed them all and then went legit. That's what he tried to do. But he stayed in New York. Because he thought he, everybody was dead. Right. No, you still don't do that. Somebody knows something. Everybody is not out here just blind. But that's Somebody why he knows ghost. something. He did it. Nobody knew who was killing those people until at the right. end. So we didn't know. We didn't. Oh, ghost. So if Lobos died, he would have been clean. But Lobos right. didn't die. Supposedly, he would have been clean. He would. No, nobody would have known. Supposedly. Tommy known. didn't even know. Right. But Canaan, he thought he killed Canaan. Now, Canaan still would have. Now, Canaan is the reason why he should leave New York. But he thinks Canaan <laughs> right. is, is dead. dead. Right. If like no, so so picture this: he kills Canaan and then kills all the drug lords and kills Lobos. He has nothing to worry about in New York. Yo, somebody always knows something. Fuck that. That's true. So somebody always knows something. So the fact that he even had to do that to be clean need, means to me you need to get the fuck out of there. 
It's like you can be clean and you can kill all these people and be clean in fucking Arizona too. But he was trying You'll to go to Miami, right? Arizona. Did he want to go to Miami? Arizona. It is clubs in Arizona. Right. He tried to move. He tried to move. He tried to go to Miami. Miami. He tried to go. Yeah. He actually got three more clubs, but he's still living in New York. But yeah, he, but he tried to go to Miami. Something happened. I can't remember, but he tried to get to Miami. Oh, Angela has something happen with her case. Right? Angela can't leave, right? Right. Something, whatever it was. Mike it was won't let reason. her leave. Mike won't transfer. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so they he tried. Him up. He, he can't tried up to leave without leaving his boo. Now you're going to leave her again. Right. That he really loves. Yeah. <laughs> like, when does Ghost ever have time to sit down and think about what he's doing? Yes, he's making a lot of mistakes, but if he ain't running a nightclub and trying to keep bullets out of his back, trying to make Angela happy, yeah. trying to make his his, his, his family, wife happy. His, his wife happy, his kids, he's, right, spread, he's, he's going that, to make he mistakes. He spread himself way too thin. It's life, yo, baby. You got to learn somehow. He spread himself way. He's 30 fucking eight. So, hey, yo. Is he really 38? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that nigga is. I'm looking at him. I give him. I gave him between 35 and 38. I think based he's 40. Way look. 40, probably. Shit. I think he's 40. In real life, maybe. Oh, my God. They say ghosts don't age, though. But anyway, uh, uh, so, so he's, yo, I'm, honestly, he got to get fucked up. Like, he, he has to take a big L somewhere at some point in this series. He can't keep winning. He's the star of the show. Right. He's not going to take he no L. He can't keep winning. I think he is going to take an he L. He got to take a big it, L somewhere. But it's not, I don't think it's going to be... Either it's going to be his family or it's going to be Angela. Here's I don't think prediction. it's going to be with him. You want to know what's my next move that I think is going to happen? I think he's going to realize that he needs Tasha, and that's going to make um, right. Angela turn on him, and uh, Angela's going to be looking for him. I think that's like season four. I don't know. I, so yeah, maybe. So he's going to go back to Tasha. So basically what you're saying is he should have stayed with Tasha from the beginning. No. he, he got to learn your lesson somehow. He tried. I, Listen, I don't hate a man for trying something different. He asked his wife to come on this new journey with him, and, and she, she said, said no. no. Right. You gets left. Right. No more talking. You want me to be this drug dealer and risk my but life? But I don't know why she would want to even have that, because with kids, why would you want to have to worry about that lifestyle? I told her, quit for what? This the only life we know. Listen. Y'all understand thug If I life. get shot... For you, we got a problem. Y'all clearly don't understand thug life. <laughs> I don't want you know to be part of thug life. So that's how it goes, man. So um, second half of this conversation is about to take a shift. I want to dedicate this show today to my daughter, who would have been one tomorrow, August 8th. Riley Paris Tucker Minor, my only, my only daughter. Um, a lot of y'all don't know. I don't talk about it often. This is actually me opening up about it at this moment. Very sensitive topic. But um, my daughter was born with a heart disease called hypoplastic left heart syndrome, abbreviation HLHS. And basically, basically what that means is that um, the left side of her heart was severely underdeveloped. Yeah, this shit took a real swift left turn, didn't it? Fucked y'all up just now. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, which basically means the uh, left side of her heart was severely underdeveloped. So in order to rectify this, this uh, you know, imbalance in her heart, there are three heart procedures that need to be performed to basically re, re, uh, restructure the heart. And she was five months when she passed. Um, she passed from complications due to previous uh, operations. And basically what we want to do right now right here is just, bring a little more light and attention to what some parents go through and what these kids go through when they have these rough situations. I have Kendra here today, and I don't think her situation was the same as mine, but she also experienced a similar loss. 
And I asked Kendra here today to speak on her experience and what that was like for her and her son. What was his name? Grayson. Grayson. It's a cool name. Hey, wasn't uh, wasn't Batman somebody named Grayson? Grace. No, nah, no. Somebody named is Grace. I don't know. Grace. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Kendra, if you would please be so kind to go in a little detail as you feel comfortable with the uh, conditions and situations surrounding your son. Okay. Wait. Am I loud enough? Um, so I had a previous pregnancy prior to my son and it was a topic. So if people don't know what that is, the baby's not in the right spot. It's, um, it's called a topic, a topic pregnancy. Yeah. The baby's usually in your tubes. Mine was like somewhere else in my uterus. So that pregnancy was ended after that. Um, me and my son's dad decided we want to try again. And, um, we tried it, <laughs> I feel like rather quickly, maybe like a couple months later mm-hmm. I was pregnant and you know, the whole fear of having a topic pregnancy took over. Um, but this time it was not the case. It was, you know, everything was going good. Doctor's appointments, everything's healthy, babies growing, mom's fine, you know, just proceeding as usual. And I remember one day in, I had just went to the doctor's office in December of 2014 and um the doctor's like oh everything looks good you're free i was going on a trip or something like that i think for christmas Mm -hmm. um and then that weekend i noticed that i had um like spotting and stuff and i'm like okay i'm not going to trip but let me go to the doctor just in case because i know this is not regular right go to the doctor and i remember being in the emergency room and the doctor's face is like red and he looks scared to death. And he's like, we got to ship you to Cooper. And I'm like, what? What's going on? Like, I feel fine. I'm dancing in the back. And, you know, just regular. Right. And um, and he said, I can see your baby's foot. Mm. Now, at oh, this shit. time, I was only 22 weeks pregnant. So that's like five months. Um, I still didn't know what I was having. I just knew, okay, now my baby's foot's hanging out. We got to go to Cooper. Mm. I take this ride to Cooper and I was supposed to have an emergency surgery, which is called a cerclage. And a cerclage basically is to, um, stitch, close your uterus. So the baby doesn't come out. It's called a cerclage. Yeah. Cerclage. Sti- stitch, close the, the uterus. uterus so the baby yeah. come out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the cervix, actually the cervix where the baby's at. Okay. So, um, the day I'm preparing for the surgery, um, you know, they're like, Oh, let's wait for your medical record. So we waited another day and, the next day, it was worse. Now, it's like his almost his whole leg is out. Oh, shit. And I was bed rest, like bedridden. I couldn't get up to use the bathroom. I couldn't do anything. It was just literally like I have to lay here and hope for the best. Okay. So the, when I had the surgery, I think I ended up having it later on in the evening. Um, I had an ultrasound before I had the surgery. And the ultrasound, I remember, is when I found out what I was having. Okay. So this is the first time I'm finding out every, everything literally right before surgery. And <laughs> this is funny, though. The, the, I'm thinking, oh, I'm having a girl. It's going to be a little girl. Yes, I could dress her like me. So cute. Excited. Mm-hmm. And the lady pans across, like, the legs where you could see, like, half of his foot is hanging out because it's hanging out, you know, obviously. And you see the other leg. And then I see balls on the screen. And I just cried. Uh-huh. And the lady was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, those are balls. And she was you like. You said that? Yeah, those are balls? Out loud. To the- out loud. We, talking, like, we ain't talking about all this uh, technical medical terms. And she can't say testicles. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Because I was all right. freaked out. All right. And I'm like, okay. So it's a boy. And then my brother had just had a, a boy. So I'm like, oh, they can play together. That's cool. 
you know, like it was like a, a, a real moment and I found it by myself. So I was the only one to know at the time. And I remember I go into surgery. Now, this is where I feel like was the worst part of all of it besides losing my son. Go into surgery and I have to get an epidural. But because I'm on bed rest, I couldn't sit up for the epidural. I had to lay down. You down your back, right? Yeah. That okay. the, the long, Jesus, I don't know why they even. The long spear? Yes. That, uh, the that spear of cowboys death. Cowboys and Indian spear? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they tried, I think, about four or five times to give me the epidural. And I remember just crying, hugging my nurse, crying, like, just make him stop. I'll lay down forever if I have to, to have my son. I can't do this. And the nurse is like telling the doctor, like, you know, you need to like stop now. Like it's enough. Cause you stabbed me in my back five times. Like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. So they give me, um, general anesthesia. Like you would get for any procedure when they, um, put you to, well, put the gas mask on your face basically. Uh-huh. And I'm fighting the, the anesthesiologist because his hands were huge and he scared the shit out of me. And he's like, just relax, just relax. And I'm like, bro, you're trying to kill me. I can smell it. Like, this don't smell safe, yeah. you know. And this is all happening all at the same, like, yeah. this sounds like a lot of happening. Oh, it, 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 it happened crazy. pretty crazy. Like, Women go through a lot, man. Yeah. Like, really crazy. And um, so then I finally let him give me the anesthesia. I wake up. In the room, and I'm looking at my son's dad. My mom's um, there is also, and I'm just like, "Oh my god! Like, what happened?" They're like, "Oh, the surgery went good." You know, the nurses that were in there were telling me everything's fine. Your son is doing good, and I can start. I feel him kicking me. You know, like kicking me all crazy, and I'm like, "Okay, awesome." So then I tell they, well, they. So at this point, now they stitched your uterus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, everything's you know. Going in the right direction. Now, this happened, the surgery happened on December 22nd. God damn it. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah, December 22nd, so I was in the hospital still. They monitored me for um, about another day, and I was like, I need to go home for Christmas. I don't want to be here for Christmas. So I got discharged the 23rd, and I'm on bed rest. Everything's going fine. Christmas Eve, I remember having these killer cramps and I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. And they told me cramping would happen. So I'm like, Oh, this is not what they said, but Jesus, you know, this so is going on. So cramping is a result of the surgery. Yeah. That you had. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then Christmas, I'm still, you know, having the same issues. I called the doctor, um, and they, pres- I, wait, did I go to the doctor? No, I called the doctor and they said they can call in a medication for me, um, t- the next day for a pain or something, you know, everything like that. But I have severe med- like medicine allergies. They called in a medication that I was allergic to. So I took it. I remember the morning of the 26th, I took this medication and now my throat's closing. Like I'm having a f- full allergic reaction. Shit. Um, and then I, this is like embarrassing, but I stood up to go to the bathroom and I just felt water running down my leg. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe, I think I peed on myself. And he looked at me like, what you mean? You peed on yourself. I said, something's wrong. Like, I feel like I peed on myself. So I go to the bathroom, not thinking nothing of it, still like having an allergic reaction, get the Benadryl, you know, use the bathroom, go back out. This happens about four more times with me standing up and then I'm having these cramps in the water gushing. And I called the hospital and I said, I think... I think my water's breaking. I think something's happening because it's not urine. Like, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm peeing on myself and it's not happening. So I go to the hospital and I was in active labor. Now, to be in active labor with a cerclage is, is downright dangerous because you are stitched closed. So the baby will not be able to come out. It will mm. rip you. 
you will bleed to death. Like, Shit, it's just, wow. you know, it's a lot with it. Jesus. So, um, now I'm 23 weeks. Um, I had my son at um, the hospital in Princeton. What is it? University Medical of Princeton. All the one? Yeah, all the yeah, way up in one. Yeah. Um, and they were not, at the time, I think they have it now, they were not equipped to, to handle premature babies. So, yeah. If, you, if my child was one week earlier... Um, but later they could have done almost anything. So what the fuck they was, so what that they was like still building it or something? Like no, why I don't they know. Have... They didn't. I guess they didn't have a physician for it because when I that's why they so even why they send me to you... Cooper. And I didn't think at the time, you know, in my thinking to go to Cooper to yeah. have the baby. I'm just like get me somewhere because my water's breaking. I'm in labor. But you didn't think it was anything more serious than no, you just I, going into labor. No, not right. even. So um, I get there and then the, they were planning to move me to Cooper, but literally the baby's coming down i'm like they had to cut the cerclage and i'm about four or five centimeters dilated now so baby's coming you know like everything's happening like happening happening really fast um at three like 3 30 in the morning now i'm pushing Mm -hmm. so um i'm pushing (laughs) out my son and he's born like i think it's like 348 it didn't take long so, to push so it off did they did they like cut the stitches yeah they to? cut the stitching okay. when they when they realized i was like Go in on. heavy heavy labor like okay. literally the baby's coming any minute now so um after i have him then the, the nurse is the nurse and the doctor are crying okay. and i'm confused because i'm like well he's here he's on my chest and they they but before they you know got him all the way out they asked me do you want to hold him and I'm like, what do you mean? Do I want to hold him? My baby right, that was is like here. A red flag right. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? So they put him on my chest, and he's like, you know, moving around, not crying or anything. But I'm not. My mind isn't there. You yeah. know, like I'm somewhere else. You just so, gave birth. You're in a completely right, different place. You know, right. Think about that shit. So I'm um, holding him, and the nurses are teary eyed, looking at me. And the, the doctor comes to me, and she says, Kendra, there's nothing we can do for him. And I said, what do you mean? His lungs are underdeveloped, so therefore, you know, he's a premature baby. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we can't, like, resuscitate him if something happens. We can't give him any machines, no medicine, steroids. They couldn't do anything because the word I hate the most, he's not viable. That's what they said? Oh, they, yeah. He's not they actually said that word. They used that word, viable. So wow. what that means is basically how I took it. My baby's not worth. Right. His life is not worth you trying to save him like because he's see. breathing on his own now. But, but it's only so take... much air. You know, it's only so much his little body right. can do. So, you know, after hearing that, I just remember holding him, holding him, holding him. And I let uh, my son's dad hold him. And at around 7 o'clock, he took his last breath. 7 a.m. So it was like, now we're holding a baby who isn't here. You know, like, it's like, it was, thinking about it, then I'm happy that I was not in the moment because I would have flipped out. You know, like, I was really kind of like, oh, my God, I had a baby. Like, I never thought I would have a baby. Oh, my God. Like, you know, like, I was in that mind frame, but not thinking of. You're not leaving with your baby, Kendra. Right. Your baby's n- never coming home. It was too many. Ex- yeah. Like, that was, was a lot of experiences at, at once. one time. Yeah. yeah, it was too much at one time. Right, And then right. he was born on um, December 27th. So all this happened within a, a couple of days. Like, literally had the surgery, water breaking, give birth. And it was like, 
it was just all kind of, you know, a, a hard experience. At what point did you know that you were having a, an, a you had an atopic pregnancy? Well, the first one, the atopic pregnancy was the first pregnancy I had before That's this. The first one. Okay. And that you find I found out late, actually, like eight weeks, and they thought I was going to lose a um, fallopian tube, actually, but it wasn't. Thank God the baby wasn't in the fallopian tube, uh-huh. so it's just kind of like. So do you? Did they mention anything about? The uh, the first pregnancy having any kind of effect on a second? No, because I asked. Okay. And they told me, you know, going, like now I know going forward, I would have to have a cerclage done anyway. Mm-hmm. But it would just, it's, okay, so I had mine done like 22 weeks or so, like 21, 22 weeks. You're supposed to get that done at about 10, 12 weeks. Jeez. So, so you were that's like 12 why, weeks late. Right. And it was just so much more um, of a risk with it. And then finding out later. Why so late? Because I didn't know. Did they? Did the doctors know? No, they, but you know, when you go to the doctor, they don't check you. They don't put their. They don't like to put open the cervix or do anything because they don't want to in, um, introduce infection or okay. bacteria or anything like that. So, so they don't necessarily check you. So at what point is an atopic pregnancy discovered? Like how do they? Well, know? atopic pregnancy is different because they use an ultrasound, or if your numbers don't double. But what I had was just a regular pregnancy, what is considered to be a, a weak cervix, basically for me. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, yeah, that's what happens from, that's what happened to me. It's just not, it's not necessarily like something they could diagnose. It would have to be, I feel like this would have had to happen for my doctors to know going forward. We have to give her a saclage in order for her to actually have a baby. And it's basically, basically like a stepping stone for your pregnancy yeah. going forward, right? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a hard stepping like stone, but you know. Yeah. So, so how was that like? It, like emotionally for you and your your uh, your boyfriend at the time and everything um, like that. Like, emotionally, I, I know at <laughs> second day coming home, like I was as angry as a I don't know a lion, a gorilla. Like anything he said to me, I was just like, I'm gonna punch you in your face. Like just leave me alone because mm-hmm. I'm gonna knock your teeth out. And it literally, I remember one day he said, like, I felt like realistically he was a little selfish with it because I get it. You have a loss, too. But my body went through this, you know, like I was just like, you know, my I, I went through a greater loss and a greater thing because I could have died myself on the operating table. I didn't know that until later. Yeah. Um, but it was just more so like I didn't I didn't really want him around. And then that turned into. Now I need you around. I need to. Fi- I need someone to talk to because my mom was just like, "I'm sorry, baby, but I've never been through this, so I don't know how to help so, you." Yeah. Right. And um, actually, I did therapy for a while, and I wanted him to go too. Did that but, help? Oh, therapy was the best thing I could have done, and I did it while I was still on maternity leave from work. So it was just like I had those months to gather myself, collect myself, and to really think about. What happened? Mm-hmm. How you know? I never. And then I thank God every day for this because I never blame myself. I just, I just figured this happened for a reason, and I had to accept it and move forward. You know, like I'm. I never have a problem with talking about my situation because I feel like after that happened to me, um, I I met so many women who had similar stories or even, you know, even with you and your story. And I feel like it's just, I don't mind speaking about it because I know it's a hurtful, painful thing, Mm -hmm. but there's also a reason you, there's things you learn from it. There's people you meet, there's awareness you can, you know, shed light on for the situations as well. True. 
True, man. Yo, that's that's a lot, yo. Yeah. So it's basically a birth and a death at the same, at the same moment. time, and you had right. no idea that the the condition could turn that like fatal. Like right. That. Listen, right. right. That whole story got me thinking about my situation. Yeah. You know, we lost a son. His name is Jeremiah Lee Minor to trisomy eighteen. You don't you don't know how to feel about it as a man. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go too deep into it because women deal with so much more than what men go through. And I just remember looking at the ultrasound. I went with my girl to, um, you know, see the ultrasound. And I'm looking, and I can't really tell because, I, I you know, it's an ultrasound. I don't, right, I don't, you don't know, know what's what. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just look, oh, shit, where's the baby? Like, hey. <laughs> so, and shit. Um, the doctor leaves. She's probably a nurse, and she goes and gets the head doctor. And, you know, he sees, like, a hole in the brain. Have developed heart. The lip kind of wasn't like developed the entire way, and he basically told us that our son. Well, our they told us it was a girl. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part. They told us that our daughter had trisomy eighteen, and that the child more than likely will die before birth or within a year. Mm-hmm. And we had to make a decision that soon because, like you were talking about, they didn't detect none of this right. when we could have had other options earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. So they basically cut your options they basically have at the point that they told you. Because if you don't make a decision right now, you'll basically probably have to carry a dead baby right. inside dead you until right. it decides. birth. Yeah. We, like, it, it's, it's, and like I say, as a man, like I... I I just don't feel comfortable talking about it. Like I say, I would rather the mother do it because that's just something that y'all got to go through. But at the same time, when we was there and she had to give birth, like I said, we bonded with the um, with our child. Like we named it Journey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Jeremy Jer- uh, Journey Lee Minor. So you know when she gave birth, we found out it was a boy. Yeah, when, when, the name when, Eric, spot. when she gave birth, he was already gone. Oh, okay. So you know, and we just like okay, Journey. But when they finally brought him back in, cleaned him off, he had a blue hat on. We said, what is a boy? Right. We got to come up with a name. And so we right. named him Jeremiah. And, you know, like I say, like when it comes to women in those situations, I think we were just both trying to be strong for each other. Right. So we, I wasn't showing weakness, even though I felt I felt bad because I have three children living and mm-hmm. I take care of them. I protect them. Mm-hmm. So, to, so to know that you couldn't protect him, right. Jeremiah, is like what the... What but happened? you also know yeah. it's nothing you could do. Right. right. Um, but you can't help but ask yourself those questions right. in that moment. It's the like, part... The part that got me was when you go to the funeral home and the director is talking about, well, we got to go pick up the body. Yeah. It's just like the body. Really? Right. That's yeah. my son. What right. you mean a body? It's like it don't it don't hit you till somebody say something to you. You don't right. really. But that's the language that they, right. use. they use. Right. So I, I'm asking questions. Well, where's how long? Like, what's going on? Like, are they taking care of him while he's there? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you just I just want to know, even though he's not here, he's here. Right. Are you take are they taking care of him? So they had to explain to me where he was and how his body was being treated while we waited to tra- to move the body from here to there. I was making sure that when they cremated him, make sure every speck of ash get it's inside in the it. urn. Right. Like, oh yeah. Don't don't like I need it all in it. How will you make sure every bit of him is inside this right. urn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um like I say, like I like 
maybe I'll speak more on it when his birthday comes around. I didn't want to, but just listening to you, it's like it's a similar story, and I definitely I felt it. But at the same time, we both were being strong for each other. They offered us therapy. We didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered it to us. They offered it to us, but yeah, man, um, it's just a tough situation. Yeah, it is. And I think, but everybody's different. And I know my son's dad opted not to do therapy. And I think for me personally, being that that was my only child, I resented him for that because he has other children. Like how you say you have other children, he has other kids too. And I remember an argument like before we decided to part ways and I told him, you will never know what it feels like because you have other kids to hug. Right. You know, and it, I know it you was wrong of me for saying that, but I, I wanted him to understand the 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 weight of it. Yeah, like it was just like That's you, shit, you know, man. you can you can go see your other babies, you can go hug and kiss them, and that would I make have, him appreciate his other kids more. Right, and I'm like, I have my my son is in a, like he was cremated as well. Like I have my son in an urn. I have jewelry that were, that is you know symbolic for him, but it's never going to be him. him right. Yeah. So, so. it's just like. You know, I think therapy helped a lot with that, though. If Even if, you know, later on, and I still do support groups now where I can talk to other women who are going through what I went through at this moment. You know, so it's just like, it, it helps me, I think, help other people. Yeah, too. well, my situation, man, it was, you know, this was absolutely the craziest, most emotional months like in my entire life. My daughter was diagnosed with hypoplastic left heart syndrome when she was still, my girl was still pregnant. She was still in the womb. I want to say she was about four or five months, probably earlier than that because we didn't, I don't know if we knew the sex yet, but she was about four or five months when they noticed and we were at uh, that same hospital. I can't remember the name. On Route 1? Princeton, Princeton Plainsboro, something Princeton, like that. Yeah. We were at that hospital and, um, you know, we was just going in for a regular ultrasound mm-hmm. and... I hate ultrasounds because they they take too long, man. I just want to know what I need to know so I can get out of there. Like waiting to see if something's going on or not. It's kind of it's kind of stressful on the low. So we sitting there, but at this point, I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking everything is normal. I'm just waiting for him to tell me what's up. Everything's cool. So we right. get the hell out of there. So he took a while, and then he came back with somebody else. I think it was a lady, or she might have came back with another doctor. And he basically told us right there, he was like, um, you know, we're noticing some something going on with the baby's heart. Now, what you mean was going on? So he told us it was, you know, it was, it's called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And what that means is that the left side of her heart is severely underdeveloped. And that's the side of your heart that pumps blood throughout the rest of your body. So um, he gave us... he took us into an office and we spoke to somebody else. And th- at that point they told us we would have all our appointments at the chop, at the chop uh, hospital in Philly. So for months we were going to back and forth at chop, you know, with the procedures and getting checked up, getting her checked up and everything like that. So fast forward to, she was supposed to be born August 17th was the projected date, but she was born on August 8th. And after she was born, she uh the surgery had to take place the surgery took place like the first surgery took place like four days later so she was four days old she had her first open heart surgery it was the craziest thing ever when she was born like things go fast like you said she your kid was born and then at the same time you know Mm -hmm. i'm saying you got hit with another huge emotion 
but it was different in my situation because I got, like, the look at her breathe on her own. Like, I still have pictures of those first couple of days because those are the pictures, the only pictures I have her of her without a scar on her oh, chest. Wow. So she doesn't have a scar on some of those pictures. And after that, it got, like, it took her, like, um, like a good while to come home. We were constantly being told we could bring her home on this day, and then we get ready to bring her home on that day, and then we get told, oh, she hasn't gained the weight that we wanted her to gain, so we want to keep her here until she gains that weight. Then we get another date. Then that gets pushed back again. That shit was super frustrating. It was extremely frustrating. And it was, as a man, it's even, like, I can handle my emotions pretty well. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? For the most part, I don't really like to see, I don't like for people to see me, like, emotionally disturbed. Right. Like, it's just something, like, I hold that crying in until, like, an hour drive if I can. I just don't want you to see me like that. But to see my girl go through it, you know what I'm saying? And it, looking back on it, that was the hardest part. Because even now, we, you know what I'm saying? It's times where she'll hit me up and she'll be like, I'm thinking about Riley. And, you know, or I'll be over there and, and we'll be chilling. And something to come on TV, like a random commercial. It's like, you know how it is. Have you checked your baby's heart today? It's like, what the right, fuck? You right, know what I'm saying? Like, why right. would this come on right now? So we're dealing with that, and um, when we finally did get her home, it was it was great. Like, we f- finally got to have her home after all this time. But then as she was home, you know, she would get sick. I remember specifically one day, my girl works overnight, like long, crazy hours overnight. So I had Riley, you know what I'm saying, for these couple of days, and she wouldn't eat. She wouldn't eat all her food. She would She would eat it, and then a little while later, she would throw it up. And then she'd be crying because she was hungry. Then I go to feed her again, and she throw it up. So we were constantly on the phone with the doctors. And after that situation, we had to take her back to the hospital. Then she'd be in the hospital for another month. Then they release her. Then everything's cool for a couple of weeks. And next thing you know, she's back in the hospital again. She was in the hospital on Thanksgiving. She was in the hospital on Christmas. Like she was in the hospital. F- she was she was here for five months, and she was in the hospital more than she was home. Um, I appreciate the time that I had looking back on it because like I have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, she was she was five months when she passed on February 1st of the, earlier this year. And it was the craziest day ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, my girl, I was getting ready to go to work, actually, and my girl called me. She said she wanted to go see the baby in the hospital, you know what I'm saying, before she got started with her day. So I'm like, all right, cool, call me when you get there. So she get there, and she called me. She said, I need you to come up here right now. I said, everything all right? And actually, I don't even think I said that. I think I said okay. Mm-hmm. I think I just said, okay, and I hopped in the car. I called my mom, and I told her what was going on. So my mom was like, I'm going with you. So I, on the way on the highway, I scooped my mom up. We going, we driving down to Philly, and I'm just, I had this weird feeling. I was just like, yo, something don't feel right. I don't know what it was or what, what, what it was. Something just don't feel right. So I get there. My girl and her mom are already there, and, like, she just ran to me. Like, she ran straight into my chest and gave me a hug. And the first thing she said was, they don't think she's going to make it past today. So wow. we um and she's like crying on my she's crying on my chest. Her her mom is crying and my mom starts tearing up. I still don't really know what's going on. I'm trying to figure out the if like why isn't she gonna make it past the day? So um I walked back to the room where her uh bed was and was doctors surrounding all over her bed. She was already like sleeping or in an unconscious state when I got there. And um they put us in a consultation room. Basically, a few days before that, she had a procedure done, and she had a pacemaker put in her stomach. And I remember the last time I saw her was on 
she passed on February first. The last time, I, the last day I saw her was uh, January thirtieth, and she was she was really uncomfortable in her hospital bed. When she saw me, she was whining, and she had gas. And I think from she had a procedure, and she had like multiple catheters done, and she had the procedure where she had the pacemaker, and she was just like really uncomfortable. So I was like patting her, you know. Uh, patting her on her hair, stroking her hair and anything like that to get her to get comfortable, go to sleep. She would fall asleep for a few minutes, and then she'd jump up out of her sleep like she just got scared or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She would just jump up, and then she'd go back to whining. And I remember I took a picture of her sleeping, and I, I still look at it. And she just, she, it's like, she, she kind of, she wasn't asleep, actually. I took a picture of her sleep because I never left until she fell asleep. I never wanted to leave the hospital with her awake. It was just weird. So I always waited until she fell asleep for, for, un, until I left. And before she, I took a picture of her and she just was giving me this look. And as I look back on it today, it's just, she just like, I don't know, pops. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the face she kind of gave me. She's like, I don't know, man. So, uh, she, she fell asleep, but she ended up passing gas. And she was basically, um, constipated right. from the pacemaker. And then when she ended up passing gas, she ended up falling asleep. So two days later, that's when I got the call. Go to the hospital. They sit us in a consultation room and they tell us basically, she basically didn't have enough time. So they had a machine that could have kept her heart pumping, but they said that machine was only good for about three days, and then the same situation would have went back. And the only option outside of that was a heart transplant, and it takes a long time to get a donor heart. Right. You just can't walk to the store and buy that shit. So basically, they, we were all out of options. You know, I, We could have opted to give her the machine to keep her heart pumping, but for a few days, that sounds more like torture than... Mm -hmm. actually like trying to save her life and at that moment as we're having having a conversation i believe one of the nurses came in it was like if you want to go be by her bedside right now i think you should do that because it's not looking like it's going to be too much longer oh, Wow! and uh we walked to the bedside and she was asleep i can't tell if she was already gone or not but my girl picked it up you know she was holding her and she was crying and then i held her and as I'm holding her, the nurse came and checked the heartbeat. And, you know, they pronounced the uh, time of death at 4 p.m. on that day. I fucking lost it. Though. Like, I just stepped off, you know what I'm saying? And I went back into that consultation room. And I just, like, fell on the couch and shit and just started going, started going crazy. But it was crazy because to know, like, for your kid, for your first kid ever to pass away for some shit that you never even heard of, Mm -hmm. Not no, had no idea, no inkling that this kind of shit even exists. Right, and you know I'm saying it's, it was crazy. It was extremely crazy, and we got so much love, like for the process of her. Well, first of all, like it hurt me a lot, and it still does. But at the same time, when they first told us about her condition, the first thing in my mind that I thought was, "Damn, she could die from this." You know what I'm saying? Like that was mm -hmm. the very, very first thing I thought. I didn't think it would actually fucking happen. But it happened, you know what I'm saying? And the hardest part it has been dealing with those emotions because I didn't even know I was acting out in certain ways. I, I didn't even really know it and right. until I sat down and thought about it. Now, I was just out here like just doing shit with no explanation or reason. And and then I found myself, like, when I had my alone moments, like that would be the only thing I would be thinking about. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'd be thinking about my daughter. And... It was just a crazy time. Me and my brother actually got into a fist fight around that fucking time. Shout out my brother Donovan. He just fucked with me on the wrong day. Basically, <laughs> I had to light his ass up. Shout out, shout out my brother Donovan. But um, 
it was rough to deal with, and it's still rough to deal with. Being that her first birthday is tomorrow, which is why I wanted to make this the conversation for the podcast today and bring awareness to people who might find themselves in a situation already or don't know anything about this kind of stuff. We just sat here and told you three separate stories about us losing our kids and not enough people know about it. Or and if the, maybe the more people that know about it, the more research money that can go towards finding out what causes these situations to happen. The sooner we find the problem, the sooner we can find a solution for it. And it's not hard, man. I mean, it's not easy because not only do you deal with not having your kid there, you deal with a, a serious emotional toll. Like, you can't imagine the kind of pulling and tugging it does to you on a daily basis. You basically you basically got to suck the shit up and accept the fact <laughs> that your kid's no longer here and you still got to go to fucking work tomorrow. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. unrealistic. Like, that's that's my example of it. It's like it happens. like, I'm not used to this. Right. Yeah. This is not something that I'm familiar with and I don't know how to really express it. Like, and I'm not somebody like, just like Fresco said, I don't, you're not going to see me down. Like, I'm like, life goes on. I'm not, I'm not talking about our children. I'm talking about no matter what it is, no matter what's going on, you I'm already, I'm always it. looking at, okay, right. what can I do better? I'm going to do this better tomorrow and I'm going to make these changes. So that's just always going to be my mentality. And I really didn't go too deep into my situation because I wasn't going to talk about it. But the way Kendra was breaking it down, I was like, yo, a lot of that stuff just so sounds so familiar to me. And I might just do an injustice by not speaking a little bit of my piece. But um, women, y'all go through a lot, man. Yeah. Y'all yeah. go through And at the same time, and, and if you are a man and your wife, your girl, or even, you know, the women that you got pregnant is going through a situation like this, it's just time for us. You just got to buckle down and just be all ears and just be ready to listen. You know, you can't have, you can't really, in my opinion, you can't really have your own emotions about that. I mean, you, you really can. You can, but it's more of the support. You need the yeah, support. Right. Yeah, right. You, you, it's got to be equal. You know what equal, I'm saying? I don't, I don't. Well, not, well, not equal, but I've, you've, like, both sides need that emotional support. I might right. not need it as often as you do. Maybe I can hold my, hold my tongue a, a few little days bit longer. Right. But, but you I still, I still need, need that. You know what course. I'm saying? So you might need it on a daily basis. I might need it every fucking Sunday. Maybe Sundays is just the days where I feel down the most. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just the time when I need, like, okay, like, I catered to you Monday through Saturday. I'm feeling <laughs> away today, goddammit. And it's, yeah. it, it, it's exhausting, too, at the same time. Cause, and that's a whole play on it because you're dealing with these emotions and you have your emotions, too. But you got to remember you're not the only one dealing with this shit, especially me. Being with my girl, and like Jarrell said earlier, you got women go through a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Like, she carried that baby. She was bonded with that baby at the moment that we found out. And right. hell, she found out before right. me. Right. You know what I'm saying? They stick all types of needles in y'all. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Drug yeah. y'all up. We just sitting there. We just like, sitting there like, you okay? okay. All right. You want some juice? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's an ain't shit I can do, but actually just be there. You know what I'm right. saying? And But at the same time, the shoes on the, goes on the other foot and it applies the same as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Men need they they woman to be there in that, in that crazy-ass time. Yeah, I'm not saying that I handle it the right way because there were times where she would ask me, hey, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm fine. How are you? It's like I yeah. didn't think about myself at all. At all, yeah. So I'm not saying that I didn't need it. I just didn't know that I did. Right. Because <laughs> like, you can't handle Like, it's like a shock. Yeah. You go through a shock at first. So it's just kind of you go through the different stages of it. And right. I think... It's awesome that you guys are, you know, able to support your women and know that, okay, we did have this heartbreak, but we're going to keep pushing forward. And 
I, I got your back, and I'm pretty sure they have your back as well. So mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, I think that's an awesome dynamic. I think that um, well, with people who find themselves in situations, you might find yourself, you know, what I'm saying, thinking about your own emotions to start because mm-hmm. it's hard to when you're going through some shit like that. It's hard to look past yourself. You know what I'm saying? It really is. But shout out to the people who are really holding their partner down with the emotional support because men act ma- macho and tough and all that shit. But, man, look, fuck all that. <laughs> Let me cry on your lap, girl. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> so can I ask I you a question? What's up? Jer- what are you going to do for her birthday? Did you ha- Do you guys have something planned? Yes. Um, tomorrow's her birthday, and she was born at 7.53 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Actually, while she was in labor, my mom was there, her mom was there, and uh, her best friend and her cousin. We were all guessing what time she was going to be born. Mm-hmm. I think 7, or I think 12, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I said 8. I, I, I guess like 8.15 or something like that. I think I got the closest, but she was born at 7.53, and tomorrow at uh, her mom's house, my girl mom's house, we're going to have a, a dinner for the family and friends, and we're going to do a balloon balloon release at the minute in which she was born. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I did for my son, actually, oh, the yeah? first birthday. Yeah. yeah. We had dinner. We had a balloon, re- balloon release. And it was pretty, it was, like, really good. It was really good. It was exciting yeah. to have everybody involved. And, you and know. I, you know, I, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of, I'm sensitive as hell to the shit because. Yeah. It's like, fresh. when people, it's fresh. And then when people, I, I hear other people talk about it. Even my mom sometimes and my brothers. Like, I'll be scrolling on Facebook and a picture of my daughter pops up that they posted. I'm like, man, I'm, that's my daughter. Like, right. I don't want you to be posting this. I wasn't ready to see that at this moment. Right. I wasn't trying to scroll yeah. down and, and get hit it. with this emotional roadblock just now. No? Right. That, that's my daughter. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I gotta, but everybody I, loved her this right, year. Right. I got I to gotta remind myself sometimes that, you know what I'm saying, she had an impact on everybody. And not just my family or my girl's family, but... People won't even know who can just relate out of being a parent. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They really took, they took a, a certain liking to the situation because my, she was a pretty girl, man. She was, a, she was a beautiful baby. She would, she had this high pitched voice and she would sing. Like I would record her all the time. It was like, it was like baby opera or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. just like, what is she doing? Like you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. It was just she was just a really pretty cute kid. Even in the hospital. The nurses would tell us all the time. I'm, I remember going one time, and she's sitting at the nurse station with the nurses. <laughs> all the rest of the babies in, in bed. I'm like, what the hell? She getting strolled around, and she just chilling. You know what I'm saying? She never really, she didn't cry a lot. She was very observant. If you walk past her, she would follow you. She's going to see what you're doing. Room. She's like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was a really sweet kid. And um, I got to remember that, like I said, like, yes, she was my daughter. Yes, she was my girl's daughter, but. She was my brother's niece. She was my mom's grandchild. She right. was her mom's grandchild. So, And just other people can relate off the perspective of being a parent and not being able to fathom going through some shit like that. Right. So that's something that I got to deal with myself. But um, even tomorrow, some, I get nervous thinking about the different energies that's going to be, you know what I'm saying, in the same room. Because mm-hmm. everybody might not be happy. You know what I'm right. saying? Still, like, everybody might not view it. As innocent as it was, you know right. what I'm saying, anything like that. So, You just have to ask for the respect. I think that's what I've right. noticed. What, what I had to realize my family, I'm like, okay, y'all not going to mess this up. And they know when I turn into the, the crazy mom, I'm like, y'all I not going to mess it. this that up finger point right there. We're going to do this at this time. This is what we're going to do. I don't want to hear no crap. Right. Going to get out there, and y'all better be happy about it, and that's it. <laughs> and, like, this, that's literally who I became. Like, it was just... it. 
Listen, my family was like, oh, that girl went nuts. Like, I, it's just certain things like I Sometimes just want. Sometimes you got to go It nuts. has to be a certain way. And right. I don't want to hear no one's mouth. I don't want to hear no lip. Yeah. Y'all happy. I'm happy. Don't you cry. We good. Like, you know, so it's like you got to kind of put that. that you got to put, put it put out down. there. Yeah, yeah like, y'all better come here smiling. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's difficult to deal with, but I've... It, I've, I always try to look at life on the on the on lighter side of things. I don't really mm-hmm. like to dwell on the bad shit. I, right. I, I acknowledge the bad stuff, but at the same time, like staying there in that space is not going to help me as I try to continue to, you know what I'm saying, just live life regularly. You know, so for a long time, I, I try not to think about it. Like I would just, I would just sit it there, you know what I'm saying? And occasionally I'd be scrolling through pictures of her on my phone and then I'll revisit it that way. But, and then I'd, decipher what emotions is what or right. how I should carry myself when I walk out the door after I had this had this moment. Uh, sometimes I'll be driving to work, pull over on the highway and just you know, I'm saying, have my moment yeah. and cry and then I'll be like, out. all right. And You're then good it's, now. it's back to business. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that and that was my way of dealing with it. Like even sometimes me and my girl we talk about it but we don't really go deep. You know, the mm-hmm. other day the other day uh I was in the crib chilling and before I went to bed, like, we got her cremated as well. And um, my girl, she had a nice, like, shelf set up. With, like, it's like a Riley shrine, I call it. And she got pictures of Riley and pictures of us. And her own, her urn is in the center. And sometimes, and the other day, I, pick, I picked it up. And I was just sitting on the floor with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was just just thinking, it's, especially with her birthday being tomorrow. Like, you know, it's been, it's been on my mind a lot more. And I just sat there. I just sat there for, like, a good 15 minutes. Just holding it, and she came out of the room, and she sat on the floor with me, and we was just, you know, she asked me if I was all right, and I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I just, you know, I'm just thinking about my daughter right now. Right. And uh, we sat there. We didn't even say anything to each other, really. We just sat there for, like, 15 minutes, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, that, and that was it. But that was good enough for me. Like, it was, nothing needed to be said, because you know what I'm thinking. Right. You just need that moment. Yeah. I just needed I just needed to sit there and hold my daughter, my daughter's arm. When I walk past it every day, I, I kiss my fingers and I put my hand on it, you know? Yeah. And I stop and I look at her picture. And, you know, it's it's a day-by-day thing, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't think it'll ever be, like, 100% like, all right, I'm over it. Yeah, you no, know never. Saying? It'll never be like I'm over it, but for how I feel right now and where things are going right now, I'm able to deal with it. Right. But I'm not over it because it's like, ugh. Right. Can't really, ugh, you, know? you can't be over it. Nah. It, it gets easier to deal with. I think I'm the farthest out with mine because it's almost two years. So it's just, it's a different, I'm in a different headspace than right. I was last year. Right. Um, and then a different headspace than I was when it actually happened. So it's just, you know, it, you grow. Absolutely, man. And, you know. Um, man, what the hell was I about to say? <laughs> quiet, hey, bro. You all right? Don't, don't blame me because I ain't cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> you quiet. You all right, man? I'm listening to y'all. I know we got deep for a second, but it's still the podcast, brothers, man. You know, we just want to shed some light on these situations that's taking our babies, man. You know, my daughter would have been one years old tomorrow. She'd have been one. I think about it all the time. She would have been crawling at this point. No, nah, she would have been walking. Or walk, you know, <laughs> crawling, walking, saying, mama, dada. You know, girls, girls develop so quick, like they fasten boys. She would have been walking. She would have had like five words. And I'd be mad sensitive. <laughs> like I'd be riding down the street and I see a dad. Like just, I could be listening to like DMX or some shit. Like just in my own world. And then I look on the sidewalk and it's a dad pushing a stroller. And it's like, God damn it. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You messed up my whole damn day right, just now, right. bro. Get that yeah. stroller out of here. Right. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, like, I actually get jealous of that guy in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And that's why now it's, it's super, like, it's on my mind. It's always been a thing with me, but, like, pop, fathers not taking care of their kids. It's, like, it's a problem. I don't, I can't handle that shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, my pops, I didn't know my pops. My pops denied me to his grave. He passed away in 2009. So then I get a chance to be a pops, and then, you know what I'm saying, she yeah. passes away. It's like, what the fuck? You got kids, and you're not taking care of them? Right. Like, you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's an important thing, man. It's an important. I don't know why somebody wouldn't want to be a part of their lives. Based off the experiences I had with my daughter and her mom and my girl for those five months, like, that shit was, it was fun, aside from the hospital visits. I'll be honest with you. That's a whole nother topic. We can have a whole nother episode. Yeah, it is a whole nother topic, man. <laughs> on that, like, I know why. Like, I, I, I definitely look at situations from both sides. If it's three sides, I can see it. So that's like a whole nother hour and a half show. We could definitely Maybe talk three. on that. Maybe three. Yeah, like a part two and a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely real shit, on that. though. But if you got kids, man, father your kids, man. And if you find yourself in a situation, it won't have to be as drastic as the situations that we just went through and described. It can be just solely a situation between your man and your girl and just on some emotional shit, man. Sometimes you have to put your emotions aside and deal with the person's emotions. You know what I'm saying? Your other person's emotions because people hurt in different ways. And even though we're dealing with the same thing, it might not bother you today. It might not bother you today, but it's fucking with me today. And just because you aren't bothered don't mean I don't need you to be there to back me up and just and just be there. Because it's really nothing you can do. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. It's really nothing you can do but just be there. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the support part comes in. And that's equally important. That's more, probably more important than anything else to help you through whatever situation it is that y'all dealing with, man. And if you enjoyed this show, leave us a rating. On iTunes. iTunes. Five stars and tell us why you liked it. We need that. SoundCloud. Write us a message on SoundCloud. I think that's the only one. Like I said, Google Play doesn't really give you those options yet. Uh, did we get everything off our chest we wanted to get off? I think so. Um, yo, reminder for y'all, uh, Trenton area. Remember, last week, my boy Aunt Robe told y'all they're doing a book bag drive at Golffield Park August 20th. I think he said it starts at like 1 or 2 o'clock or something like that. Yep. Or 10 or 2 or something like yeah. that. Yo, if you're in the Trenton area, if you want to give a book bag for one of the kids going to school, meet Anthony Robe at Garfield Park, Trenton, New Jersey. And that's, that's Garfield Avenue, Garfield Park, Trenton, New Jersey. Drop off some book bags for the kids. Um, any closing remarks you want to make? Nah, I'm good, man. Just follow us on iTunes. Follow us. Um, hey, um, follow me on Twitter, HandsomeBeast83. I don't know what Fresco Twitter handle is. Fresco Ben Famous, B-I-N Famous. Yeah, follow, that cool? follow us on Twitter. <laughs> the pod, what, Podcast Brothers on Twitter. Yep, he don't know nothing. Let me say it. Go ahead. <laughs> the Podcast Brothers on Twitter. Follow my Twitter, Fresco Ben Frames. Is it the or is it Podcast Brothers? I think it's Podcast it's Brothers. Podcast Brothers. You said the. So follow Podcast Brothers on Twitter. Don't write the. <laughs> if they write the, they're not going to find us. All right. I, I didn't say nothing. Okay. I didn't say anything. All right. You got any closing remarks you want to say, Ken? You want to give a shout-out to anybody? Closing farewells on your baby boy. Um, What's up? Um, I'm, Yeah, that was nuts. I'm on the spot now. Yep. I mean, it was fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for sharing your story, man. We need more stories like that to be heard so people can be aware of these things. Because I didn't know uh, 
that could happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I didn't know, it, especially like the whole foot. Like that's crazy. Right. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But that was it. Thanks for having me. My baby. Love you, Grayson. That's awesome. It. Um, close of remarks for me. I don't have a dig a hole this week, second week in a row. I don't want to bury nobody this week. You know, I just want to give a shout out to my daughter's mom, my girl. You know what I'm saying? Her birthday's tomorrow. My my daughter's birthday's tomorrow, August 8th. And I just want to give a shout out to my pretty baby in the skies, man. I think about you every day. I wear this necklace with some of your ashes in it every day in remembrance of you. And also, I got Foxy. Your favorite toy. I put her on a uh, rear view mirror in my car. So she rides with me every day. So it's like you there. I love you. This has been episode nine of the Podcast Brothers. Once again, follow us on Twitter, the Podcast Brothers. Me on Twitter. Fresco Been Famous. Flaw on Twitter. Handsome Beast 83. Follow our Facebook page. It's still my brother, me, or, or the Podcast the Brothers? The Podcast Brothers. The Podcast Brothers. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spreaker, the Podcast Brothers. Write comments, leave reviews, help your boys climb the ladder, man. Kendra, thank you again for coming by. I scared you. (laughs) (laughs) Scaredy cat. Jesus. Kendra, thanks for coming by. Everybody, this is Episode 9 Podcast, brothers. Yeesah.